and and I'm really I'm actually a really big proponent of just being open to where where the path leads and trying as little as possible to um overly control it or you know I say that we don't need to micromanage the universe like you know it's unfolding the way that it should and we just need to be open to learning the lessons and uh, you know going through the process as best we can Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can finally have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and in love. Well, here we are, season 20 all about those bold decisions that lean in towards gifting us with bigger rewards, not just for ourselves, but for everyone that we are connected to, especially if the bold decision was a really good strategic one. I'm really excited as always to continue the flow of conversation, bringing you phenomenal experts that are featured here to have this organic, authentic, transparent conversation with you. So hopefully you cannot make some of the mistakes that they've made, including myself, right? Or just learn to do something in a better, safer, smarter, faster, more efficient way because they're being so open about their journey, lessons learned, and all the things that we really want to know because we want to know these people as people. So 2020 has taught us nothing is how human we are, right? So I really want to make sure that we lean into that, which is why I'm excited, as always, to introduce to you our next guest, Miss Andrea Freeman. Andrea started her first business when she was only 12 years old, a little, little tiny thing. I think at 12, I was playing with like my Cabbage Patch dolls or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Cabbage Patch. But when she was 12, she was out here monetizing things, being creative, innovative, and making sure that she figured out ways to make money and to serve people. So three businesses later, with a lot of learning to add to that to boot, she has hosted red carpet celebrity events all over the United States. And in her event planning business, with all of these celebrities and all the things she's done, she realized that she was a bit unfulfilled. So she said to herself, there has to be a better way. That pivotal moment prompted a soulful search. So Andrea today uses her groundbreaking host method and successful track record as a business owner to coach creative entrepreneurs. Her mission is to help business owners align with their purpose, create results with greater ease, and make a lasting impact in the world, which I am pretty sure sure by her Instagram feed, she is definitely doing because it looks beautiful. So if you are not following her on Instagram, make sure you go over to a freeman underscore Instagram which I'm sure she'll get back to later on in this episode. Andrea, welcome to the Balance Bowley podcast. How are you today? I'm great. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I would love for you to just share with the audience just a little bit more about how you're showing up today in the world now that you've gotten your, you know, your mojo back and you're feeling more fulfilled. Yeah. So these days I am coaching creative entrepreneurs. So that's, you know, Andrea Freeman Consulting was something that was born out of my experience through a lot of really a lifetime of personal development work and also combined with all of the things that I love about being an entrepreneur. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, so I'm really working with creative entrepreneurs, service-based uh, entrepreneurs, and uh, business owners to to tap into their unlimited potential, to be able to be fulfilled wherever they are in their business, uh, and have it work for for all areas of their life. Uh, I love that this is really about balance because I am a Libra, <laughs> and so everything in my life I feel always uh, harkens back to that it has to be in balance, um, and I know. That that you have a, very, a, a, a unique definition of that, but it's very similar to the way that I look at balance. And when I work with my clients, really talking to them about that we have one life, yeah. right? You know, like we don't have a work life and a business life or a professional life or a civic life. We, we have one life. And what are we going to do with this one precious wild life that we have, right? Hmm. I thousand percent agree on multiple levels. Cause I mean, part of it is for what you do or what you have been doing in the world, especially with working with a lot of celebrities, which are under a lot of pressure, high performers. Um, obviously they're always faced with how things look, the optics of things, which is definitely in your lane, right? Like making sure things look aesthetically appropriate to their brand. With that, they're sometimes they're fixated on making sure something looks a certain way more than being a certain way. And I'm sure you came across that often in your profession before you kind of maneuvered into this newer level, this deeper level of impact that you're in. And I'm curious as how that's really impacted you, like going from this space of working with people that might've been a little bit more fixated on just the optics versus being what they were teaching, selling, preaching to the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really interesting. I went into my business as an event professional, as an event planner, really incredibly intentionally. Yeah. Now, not having the full scope of what it would eventually evolve into and what it became, because I do still um, you know, have that uh, running in the background. I have other people kind of taking care of the events at this point, but um, I... I really was very clear that I wanted to work with people who aligned with me, that it wasn't going to work for me to do business in a way that wasn't enjoyable. Now, you know, that, that evolved and that, that took different forms over the years, but luckily I was able to kind of manifest a really great clients from the beginning. And I don't want to say I have it all figured out, but I, I definitely, uh, attracted mostly, primarily uh, people who were really excited to have a partner, to help them bring something that was really special to life and, uh, you know, got to be in that co-creative process together. Every once in a while, someone would squeak through that was, you know, not totally a fit. And I, and I would just wonder, I would, you know, I just had to like kind of marvel at like, how did you trick me? Like, how, where did I not see the red flag? But yeah. most, but mostly, um, you know, had the pleasure of working with really incredible people. And honestly, the host method, uh, which I work with uh, coaching clients with is very much formulated from a synthesis of what was working in my own business and what some of the highest performing people that I had the pleasure of working with as an event planner were doing in their lives. You get to be incredibly intimate and involved in someone's life to understand what, you know, what makes them tick and what makes, you know, this event special that they want to bring to life. So it's a really, really deep and close relationship. And so I would get to see how people are who they're being in their business lives, in their family lives, in their friendships. And 
pull all of those, you know, trends that I was noticing between some of my most successful clients and mapping that on with what was working for me as a business owner. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense on so many levels. Like, first of all, let me congratulate you on being an outlier two times over, right? Like we talked about that before we started recording, being that, you know, you stepped into the entrepreneurial world at such a young age. Uh, so from that perspective, in any seriousness and multiple businesses, by the way, but in any seriousness, that makes you an outlier. So many entrepreneurs that I'm in touch with and I know typically were in the, you know, kind of a traditional professional link first. The only entrepreneurial experience they might have had was maybe the lemonade stand that they wanted to do one summer, right? When they were younger, but you had that. And then you have the other outlier experience of having most of your clients, uh, your history of client base being those that you actually wanted to work with versus feeling like you needed to just kind of accept people because they were willing to pay something, even if it wasn't your ideal rate and you were just trying to build your portfolio. Cause you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially creatives, cause a lot of creatives know how to create. They don't necessarily automatically know how to do business. Right. Yeah. Well, and I did, I, I did a lot of, you know, the beginner mistakes, you know, I definitely wasn't charging enough in the beginning. And, and, you know, so I was getting a lot of people who were, were not necessarily that perfect fit. I mm. also was saying yes in the beginning to people who clearly did not want to be part of a co-creative <laughs> process. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, why are you coming to me for this service? And then fighting me every step of the way. So, you know, pretty quickly I, I realized, you know, like I, I have to get a little more clear. I have to narrow down the vision. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of just going, looking back at, you know, starting that first business at 12. Now, you know, it was, it was maybe a little bit of step above the the lemonade stand, but it was babysitting. <laughs> you know, I mean, what can you do at 12 years old? I was a babysitter. I was mm -hmm. certified by the Red Cross and, you know, and did that. But I really um, latched on to mindfulness, you know, almost a few months after that. When I was 13, mm. picking up a, a meditation book that my mom had laying around the house and just really doing some deep breathing exercises and seeing for the first time that it's possible to have a deeper relationship to yourself. And yeah. just like, you know, when you're 12 or 13 years old, you're so open. Your mindset is so open. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, this is the way the world is. It, it almost seemed like now looking back, like divine that that book was placed in my path, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, so I dabbled in that kind of stuff throughout my life. And I, you know, wasn't until I was more established as a business owner and as a human being really on this planet that <laughs> I, that I started to have reliable practices that I would allow to, to fuel me and that I would kind of get to play around with and see the correlation between the things that I'm thinking and the practices and the, you know, the routines that I have in place and, uh, you know, got to, got to experiment with the, outcomes, positive and negative, you know, yeah. that it would have to do that kind of work in my life. Yeah. But Andrea, look at how, look at the perspective that you had at such an early age, right? Like at 12 years old, playing with Cabbage Patches. And I had three jobs at 12, by the way, like literally three jobs helping to pay bills. I never saw it as entrepreneurial. I just mm. saw it as what I had to do. Um, and it was, you know, just what I had to do based on the circumstances and the, the family dynamic, which was extremely dysfunctional. Another podcast, another time um, with all of that. 
But I just saw it as I've just been working since I was 12. I didn't count any aspect of what I did, including the babysitting was one of those three jobs. Mm -hmm. I didn't count any of that as entrepreneurial because that wasn't my perspective, right? Like you had a perspective of, I want to do something that allows me, whatever it was you were saving for, whether it was a new bike, a pair of white lacy sneakers, like it doesn't matter, like whatever you were doing it for. And then you started to dive a little deeper into looking at life through a different lens. You were introduced to mindfulness at when you were a baby, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. you're a baby at 13 years old. Um, your brain is nowhere near formed. You know, you're not even fully formed until 25 and, you know, more than halfway, less than halfway along that process of your brain forming, your perspective was to open yourself up to the world, which allows you to be in this place now where yes, you've, you've had to, you know, move through some falling and some failing and some flubbing, like all humans, right? Like entrepreneurs or not that you've done, but your perspective kind of kept you afloat or at least kept helping you, uh, what is it? Uh, rebound or bounce back to the top of the water, whatever that, you know, proverbial language would be that you were able to be your buoyancy. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Your buoyancy of, from your perspective, kept bringing you back. And each time you were further and further into the space for which you were supposed to walk, which I'm assuming now, at least if, if this is not the thing, this is even closer than where you were before with the host method and really being able to help your clients create a deeper transformational experience that really elevates them in their business and in their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, definitely the heart of it. And, you know, as, as I got further and further into the experience of being an entrepreneur, you know, it started really for me, it started as wedding planning. Mm. And for years I was a wedding planner. And then at a certain point I said, you know, I just really don't think that that that's a big enough box, right? I definitely was still looking at that as if there even was a box, but you know, Uh, I wanted to expand that view of myself. And so I started to say, well, you know, like I could be other kinds of event because I had in a previous life before launching my company actually been, uh, a leadership development coach, worked for a leadership development company. I had been the person who was accountable worldwide for, uh, you know, bringing courses and in transformation and leadership development to, all parts of the world. We were doing, you know, 40 courses a year. I'm managing teams. I'm coaching people. So I had that kind of production framework and foundation. And so I said, you know, I could just bring this to more things than just weddings. And and that's when I started to expand that view of myself and lean into my strengths and, you know, seeing myself as, you know, more than just defined by this one thing that I was limiting myself to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's really kind of where the host method without knowing it at the time started to take form. I was leaning into, so just, just kind of like lay it out so that everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about. I was about to ask, like, tell me more about the host method. Yeah. <laughs> the, the host method basically is a, is a way to lean into like, to live in flow really, mm-hmm. and to lean into your strengths. So the H stands for honor your why. The O is own who you truly are. The S is shift your perspective. And the T is take inspired action. And so 
you know, I started to really look at who I was being and why I was in business in the first place. And for me, the business was really started with a very, very clear purpose in that I believe that my gift and what I'm here to share in the world is to create inspiration and connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was such an obvious interpretation to become an event planner in a way, you know, bring joy that celebrations create uh, connection and, you know, inspire people to, to, to just, you know, because of this experience, have new relationships and go out in the world. And, you know, so, so that was a almost literal interpretation of what I say my purpose is. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, at a certain point when I was starting to feel confined, even though there was a real self-expression in it, I was starting to feel com- confined by only being only, you know, quote unquote, uh, being a wedding planner. I started to have to own who I truly was, that I was capable of doing more, seeing myself as more, creating more, even though I didn't necessarily have the experience in Andrea Freeman events as having produced those events. I had had that experience, you know, in other parts of my life. And I was going to be able to map that experience onto, you know, being able to provide an expanded service. So, you know, and that then naturally led me into having to shift my perspective, having to open up to that, you know, more was possible, that I could, you know, create more, that I could make available more in the world, that I, that I was capable of doing those things. And then where the rubber meets the road, I had to take that inspired action. I had to create those services. I had to market those services. I had to make them available. I had to go to the networking events. And, and so, it, you know, on and on we go through that, through that process, because, you know, I think that as an entrepreneur, we're evolving constantly. I mean, it's on a minute by minute basis, right? Definitely. Uh, You know, um, so the host method is never something that I think is ever complete. Mm -hmm. I think that we are always working with it. It's just, uh, you know, and you can kind of come in at any point, you know, throughout the cycle and just like, you know, kind of check in with yourself. Where Mm -hmm. am I honoring my why and my purpose on this planet? Where do I need to own more of who I truly am? Am I limiting my view of what's possible, uh, you know, in the area of money? Do I have a financial ceiling? Am I closed off to being prosperous beyond a certain amount? Am I closed off to that? I really can have it all. Can I, that I can balance my, my thriving business and a thriving family. That's right. You know, and, and every iteration of, of business and, you know, life choices that they, they kind of impact each other. When I became a mother, my business changed and shifted tremendously. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that, so that's what I feel like I, that I bring to the the process and it really just a lot of space for people to be wherever they are in that process because we're all on our own journey, right? Yeah, no, definitely. So are you using, cause you know, this is where I, I love for my experts to walk their talk, right? Like, mm-hmm. are you doing quarterly, monthly, you know, bi-monthly check-ins with yourself with the host method to just make sure, cause you're an entrepreneur too. You're not just a, you're not just a creator and innovator of this method. You're also uh, someone who has to implement it, right? Like on a regular basis within your own company and companies, the businesses that you have, are you like sitting with yourself, whether it's with your team of advisors, coaches, mentors, or, or just yourself, like a private, you know, strategy day to just do a check-in and make sure you're in alignment with your goals, give yourself permission to, 
you know, be flexible with any goals that are no longer serving you, whether you completed them or not. Like, you know what, I'm just not, you know, attached to that anymore. It's not a a driving thing that I want to do anymore. Or, you know, looking at why you might be changing, deleting, deferring, you know, some things off that. Are you doing those check-ins as well? That this is a daily check-in process. Um, okay. It's not. It's definitely not something that's reserved for a special time. Gotcha. Uh, and I find that I check in with it more when I am, uh, you know, inspired to create a new service. Let's mm-hmm. say in my business, or when I decided to transition away from only doing events and actually, uh, you know, the coaching was born very organically. I never intended to be a business coach. I really just started, um, you know, talking business to business, networking with my, my colleagues and, and sharing the, have you read this book? Have you Mm -hmm. checked out this, you know, oh, I do meditation. Maybe you should check this out. You know, wherever people were dealing with uh, struggle and just naturally wanting to support people and feeling like, you know, the world is better when we're lifting each other up. So I, was having those conversations. And then at the end, people would say, did you want to coach me? Could you, could you maybe share some more of this stuff with me? Mm. And, and so then I just started saying yes. <laughs> um, and, and, and I'm really, I'm actually a really big proponent of just being open to where, where the path leads and trying as little as possible to, um, overly control it. Or, yeah. you know, I say that we don't need to micromanage the universe. Like, you know, it's unfolding the way that it should. And we just need to be open to learning the lessons and, uh, you know, going through the process as best we can. Yeah. I mean, that's to your original point when you started, that's the flow, right? Like be in flow and don't try to create these dams with, you know, blocking the flow because it's more convenient or you're too scared to see where it's taking you, which is a whole nother level, right? Like when fear kicks in and you you're you're not sure even though things are going smoothly and easily because we do have a tendency to get in the way of really really good things because we're expecting something not good to happen at a certain point if there's a lot of influx happening in our life at a certain time you know whether it's a new marriage a new baby uh, the business just started like we're so excited but then there's a part of us that is typically like oh wait you know what's going to happen and that's that's an okay fair question to ask yourself is not okay when you start to build a dam from those questions and you start to block the flow because you're so intensely um, uncomfortable with the possibility that things could just be well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think we do that very often subconsciously, you know, yeah. I do a lot of work to look at, you know, really the conversations that shaped who we are and who we relate to ourselves consciously aware mm-hmm. of, but really um, being able to key into where the things are that are blocking us or stopping our flow that are subconscious. And, you know, a really good indicator when something starts to happen or you start to hear something, you know, you, somebody in your experience starts to say something and you start hearing it more than maybe two or three times, then it's kind of time to start paying attention. And that's what for me happened with the coaching. It was like, okay, three or four people have asked me for this. There's something going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's more than once you can, you can be like a fluke if it's once or twice, but three or four times, it's something to pay attention to. And, and that can work on, you know, the, the positive or, or the not so positive side. So for me, it really looked like in business hitting a, a ceiling of, of, of for sure, um, you know, revenue ceiling, mm-hmm. 
Um, but also uh, time and balance ceiling. I was feeling uh, very, very deeply that I had to work hard for money. And that kept showing up over and over and over. I would get you know, a random, amazing client out of nowhere. And then I would suddenly have the idea to create a, a new offering where then marketing, it became a lot of work or the, mm. the other clients stopped calling me, you know, back or, you know, ringing the doorbell or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I would subconsciously create this, um, clients are difficult to find. That was really, really true for me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I sat down and really did some work about, you know, how open I am to receiving and letting things flow and being in an abundant mindset and looking at, you know, what I have about having things be easy, um, that, that then things started to kind of come back into alignment and, and, and flow a little bit more, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure you touch on uh, some aspect of this within the host method once clients become client, well, prospective clients become clients and move through. But that is a sticking point. I don't want to call it a stopping point, but a sticking point for many entrepreneurs where there's this scarcity and limited belief around some aspect of their business, typically tied to what we def- you know defer as the pipeline, right? Like clients mm-hmm. being able to come in and that, you know, thank you for your honesty and your transparency with that, Andrea, because that is definitely something that comes up for all of us. It had, in my prior life, I've been an entrepreneur for only nine years, so I'm a baby in the industry compared to you um, from the mindset perspective of entrepreneurship, right? And it probably wasn't until maybe 2016 or 2017-ish, right around there, that I was able to go a little bit further with my own work around that too. Um, So I'm curious if this is something that you also deal with in the the host method for your clients. It's just helping them with those tools and strategies to do their work around that limited belief that there's not enough. Oh, we do so much work around this. So, you know, and we come at it at a a lot of angles. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some people really need to do that inner child work and really get to the heart of where that originating narrative began. And, and, and some people, you know, are, are, have a more playful approach in the world and they're just being like intense in a particular area. So maybe we need to kind of massage that and lighten that up in that particular area. So the, you know, we do a lot of work. I, I definitely like to set up all of my entrepreneurs to come into each day with, um, an abundant mindset. Mm-hmm. So having done the work to before they sit down to do the work, uh, where they've been with themselves, where they've, you know, taken some time to be silent, to meditate, to pray, to do whatever that looks like for them, to, uh, you know, to do some affirmations, to call in some new, more empowering conversations, to, to, to acknowledge the default conversations that we've had, which is, you know, for some of us, maybe it's like, um, I'm really scared and I, and I don't know what to do next. And so we put in a new belief and, you know, and we are working with, you know, we're writing it out a few times a day. We're programming it into our phone so that it pops up in our experience. And we're reminded that, you know, 
all my moves are the right moves. I can't, I can't go wrong. There's no way to get it wrong. And so eventually the more we work with these things, the more they do become our go-to, the more we start to reach for that thought, for that perspective. And the old one just kind of slips away. Uh, For me, my first affirmation that I ever remember working with was I'm divinely guided and protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, I, I was actually dealing with in my 20s, uh, a bit of a health issue. And I, I just couldn't no matter I saw all the specialists, nobody could figure out what was wrong. And it was just so so many different ways of trying to come at it that were logical and that everybody would tell you what to do. And I finally just decided to start working with, uh, you know, an alternative healer and just because in my heart, I felt like this was the person who was going to help me to my road to recovery and my road to health and vitality. And I just yeah. had to give into trusting my own internal wisdom, my own intuition, and knowing that I am in a co-creative process with the universe, or, you know, some people call it God or your highest self or, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. But for me, just leaning into I'm divinely guided and protected. Like I can't go wrong. And I'm just going to see how this goes was huge in having me be in a place of wellness to then be able to continue on my journey. Now, I love that you mentioned something. We have so much in common. We can talk about that later, but (laughs) you mentioned a key aspect of part of your journey and your revelation was to break the box. Like just to step out of what the normal is, forget coloring outside of the lines, forget thinking outside of the box. You said, let me break this box, work with something and someone who was alternative to what was your norm prior to working with them to really try and see what kind of different result, you know, could, could grow from that. And it opened you up to not only other possibilities, but your purpose, like your purpose and possibility in the world, because it cleared out all that clutter. Like obviously when you're dealing with a health issue or injury, that's really kind of uh, dampening your quality of life. It's very difficult to have any kind of other normalcy (laughs) outside of that. Um, Everything is really fixated and surrounded with that. And it does impact your business and your creative thinking and your strategy and your ability to attract the best type of people to work with that bring the best out of you. All of those things are really difficult. So when you broke the box back in your twenties and, you know, decide or whenever it was that you decided to kind of step out and reach for something different, you really did walk your talk. And I guarantee you that that's probably where the, the seeds that were already planted for the host method were watered in that moment. They hadn't taken fruit yet, but they were watered in that moment when you decided to do something that other people could quite frankly judge you for. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. So I have to ask you with everything that you've gone through, grown through, and that you're doing in the world today, how do you give yourself permission to pause? Mm, This is such (laughs) a good question. I love this. So I definitely come at everything from the perspective that in order for us to achieve our peak performance, that we have to be able to be in a place of fullness, in a place of abundance. So for me, it's very much about mindset. And I take, you know, 
pretty seriously, but I have a lot of fun with uh, my daily practices, which, um, you know, I said I started meditating when I was 13. That became really solidified for me, I would say, within the last five years in a daily, twice a day uh, meditation practice. So that's key. It, I do a lot of other things. I do the affirmations. I do visualizations. I make sure I exercise. Um, and, you know, I know that, that a lot of it can start to sound like a lot of motion, but for me, that's unplugging, you know, and making sure that I am tending to myself. That does feel like a pause for me. Yeah. Definitely the meditation is a huge pause because that's a, a very still activity. Um, and I don't let that one slip. That's the one thing that I do every day is that I meditate twice a day. Um, the other things I definitely make a committed effort to do, mm -hmm. but meditation for me is critical. No, I, I really love that. Um, there was a quote that came in from someone's, uh, you know how you get an, an out of an office auto reply message when you send an email to a client or something. And the quote that they use in their subject line for their out of office uh, auto reply was, almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. They said the quote was by Anne Lamott. So it's like right in the perspective of what you're saying about like these things might feel a little bit more emotion, but they are your unplugging so that you can work more beautifully and more productively. Yeah. And when I work with entrepreneurs, especially who necessarily haven't done a lot of this um, mindset work or spiritual work, because there's a very big spiritual component to it, uh, who I start to say, you know, let's get you meditating. Let's, you know, let's try this out. And, you know, they're starting to say to me, wow, that seems like a lot of time. And I say, you know, if you see yourself as a billion dollar entrepreneur, come on, let, let's just assume that you're going to be able to take 40 minutes in a day for yourself. And not only is it going to make you a better person and you have a better experience with yourself, but it's going to make everything you do stronger. Like you can't afford to not do this. Mm -hmm. Well said that look, Andrea, that was a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> mic <laughs> drop. So how can people connect with you so they can pick the mic back up and go a little bit further and find out more about the host method and all that you're doing in the world? So if you're really interested in the host method, if you've heard something here that's kind of resonated with you, I'm actually starting um, what I'm calling the up-level collective. And that is uh, a bit like group coaching. And it's really a chance to work with me. Um, there's access to me for live sessions. There's a host method workshop. And it's six months of getting into conversation and dialogue with high achieving entrepreneurs and being part of a tribe, uh, you know, that's really out to create greatness and massive impact in the world. So if you want to know more about that, you can reach it uh, on my website, andreafreemanconsulting.com forward slash up level collective. And, you know, if you just want to kind of check me out and see what's going on and not necessarily interested in a specific program, Instagram is definitely where I hang out. It's one of my happy places in the world and I'm sharing content there all the time. So that's uh, at a Freeman underscore Insta. That is awesome. And I have to vouch for her Instagram. I thought it was so awesome when I went on there this morning. I was like, oh, this is so good. I love this background, this texture. There's like layers to her Instagram. You get to really see her whole life. 
um, there, you know, professionally, of course, as well as a little bit of personal in there. I thought that was really awesome. So yes, definitely check the Instagram and go to her website for any of you who want to go further. And if you're not really sure, there's no harm in asking a question or filling out. um, I think you have some applications and things that are on there so they could, you know, filter themselves in or out of the process. You know, you should do that as well. Yeah, there's tons of information. And if you're, you know, wondering what's the right fit for you, I'm always happy to have a conversation. You are awesome. Andrea, I have to thank you again for just taking this time. I know we went a little bit over than what I expected, but it was such a juicy conversation. I couldn't let you go, especially who would have known that mic drop moment, you know, seeing yourself as a billion dollar enterprise would be right at the end. So thank you for staying and conversing. You know, Thank you longer. for having me. This is great. I think what you're doing is great and I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Balance Boldly listeners, I appreciate you as always. And of course, we honor your time. So thank you for tuning in, listening, hopefully having your notepad out and jotting some notes from the conversation that Andrea Freeman and I were having today. I'm so honored to have guests like her come on and take their time to really just open up their book and, you know, go behind the curtains and really let you know more about them, their process, how they got where they are, things that you just can't find out if you just tried to Google them. I'm really impressed by her and I appreciate you guys for showing up week after week to tune in and get all the good stuff you do. As always, if you like what you hear on the Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women and A Few Brave Men podcast, make sure that you subscribe, rate, and share. It is really important that you guys put those reviews in because it helps us to keep our, our listing. You know, if you have been listening to the show, we are number eight out of the top 35 podcasts for women in business voted by Feespot. And uh, we're voted also as the podcast that you need to follow for 2020. So make sure that you are sharing this with other people so we can have those ambitiously bold and brave individuals out there that don't know about the podcast. Let them have access to these valuable life, love, and business balance tools. As always, if you need to get with me, my happy place is also on Instagram. I'm at Ask Nikita. Um, There, Twitter, Facebook, and all the places, but Instagram is my favorite place to play. So come on by there. And if you have not picked up the book because you just decided to start tuning in or you weren't staying to the end before today after that amazing conversation with Andrea Freeman, make sure you pick up my new book, my survival memoir and personal transformation story called Selfish, Permission to Pause, Live, Love and Laugh Your Way to Joy. It is available everywhere books are sold. Um, So in the interim, I want you to go create your balance and create your joy. But remember, do it boldly. Thank you for listening.